Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Mananarao, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a big quiz, of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by michael hamlet to look ahead to smackdown tonight and well the most obvious place to start survivor series <laughs> all out although the most important stuff the egg has been covered on raw which is quite disappointing raw not only getting to resolve the egg drama but also getting the bragging rights of what i assume will be a desperate night for the blue brand yeah. having been hammered at the survivor series consequences ramifications Stakes. I expect all of these things to be addressed in great detail. I'm sure you remember as well as I do that the Survivor Series, that scoreboard was flashing up all night. We were constantly informed that this battle of brand supremacy that throughout about two weeks in November <laughs> was the most important thing in the WWE calendar. Now we have to deal with the the fallout. Normally we say that as a bit of a, a bit of a cheat on this podcast, don't we? But clearly there is fallout to address. How does SmackDown rebound? from their faces being left red by the boys and girls in red. Yeah, what was it? 5-2? I suppose if you Humiliation. The kickoff show where Shinsuke won via DQ, and obviously Roman Reigns won, but the Usos lost. Um, Omos from, from Raw won the uh, Battle, battle I Royal. I can only assume that. Becky Lynch beat Charlotte Flair, and both, both times in the 5-on-5 five five match, Team Raw defeated Team SmackDown. Sonya Deville. And Adam Pearce oh. will surely be fuming tonight on SmackDown. I mean, they were absolutely beaming in front of Vincent Man and Raw on Monday night, but tonight they will be absolutely fuming. That's because they, they were in their red attire then. Well, and of course, there was probably light shining from the egg. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's weird, this, isn't it? Will there be concert? Like, is it worse if there is or isn't crack about Survivor Series? I mean, that's, I, I almost guarantee there will be, but it will be as part of the your, your bog-standard Roman Reigns acknowledge me promo at the start of the show, saying, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he'll basically say, I'm the only real winner mm. on SmackDown from Survivor Series. So I I hope that they <laughs> use that Rick as a... Boogs will be like, I don't think so! <laughs> Nakamura's here! Oh, God, if he just brutalises Boogs tonight yeah. on the show. That'd be quite interesting. Oh, I, I love him, yeah. but I'll I mean, that. that's a hell of a match. Maybe Boogs is the guy who ends this streak. But he's the he's the, the like the rest of the WrestleMania in two WrestleMania's time. It's like get the rock out of the way. Yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah. lining up Boogs. Yeah, why not? I mean I'm for that. I'm there for it. But I do hope, yeah, it is at least referenced. Mm. I, I wouldn't raise your hopes too high. It's this 
this 5-2 should be humbling. I think Roman Reigns could and should and maybe will go into it about how he was the only... Everything he said is true about SmackDown. You know, everybody eats because he's the head of the table, all that sort of thing. This is not even SmackDown's worst defeat since they started doing this. Oh, yeah. Show. Like, they didn't they... Like, was it two years ago they got swept? Yeah. and Or maybe, no, two years ago would have been the NXT one, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, a few... Maybe last year. No, maybe... Three years. Maybe it was last year. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but they, they don't care, so why should we? But <laughs> yeah, like Raw have had a clean sweep before. SmackDown might have even had one as well. And I just don't recall them going. It was 2018, I think, because if I remember correctly, the New Day won on the pre show. And they were going like, well, we did our job. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, SmackDown. Pull the nose up a bit. Um, aye. It's, it's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. And I wish it did. I wish, for one, I wish. Um, that you had a prize or stakes. We've talked before about like the first 15 numbers in the Royal Rumble and the last 15 numbers in the Royal Rumble. So, you know, something like that. If only because, not only would it create something now that would get you through the, the barren, lean winter months that WWE typically puts forth, but also it would actually make you have to consider this the Survivor Series. You would have to book it knowing that there were ramifications mm. if you did book things to go to 3-3, three, three, let's say, before that big decider at the end. It would really matter and there would be wrestlers that would be impacted and so tonight for example team smackdown were defeated right so who on raw was particularly good in that like, like sheamus and jeff hardy mm. for example would have been praised on uh sorry would have been like praised on monday night raw for their successes but now with the ramifications would exist on smackdown mm. you would have sheamus as being this guy that had fought as hard as he possibly could and all that sort of thing but it's not there's no the, none, of, none of this is going to matter other than roman reigns getting to brack it's a long story short, and I wish it was more than that. Uh, we, when we were fantasy booking this, I was suggesting that after Survivor Series, leaning towards day one, you effectively get on the road to a three-on-three match, the Usos and Roman Reigns versus the New Day. It does seem like they're taking <clears throat> Big E in a different direction, so I assume that's not going to happen. I hope they use this as an opportunity, though, because we're looking at you know the next few months and let's just let's just say, for argument's sake, they're going to do Roman versus Brock again at WrestleMania with the role sort of reversed. Mm. And therefore, you can do Roman versus Drew at the Royal Rumble because that would be an absolute ripper and that covers why Drew hasn't won the Royal Rumble again yeah. or whatever you want to do there. So you've got this free hit, effectively, on, the, on this new pay-per-view. So I hope they sort of elevate someone you might not expect into title contention. You know, you know when we had like Cesaro, for example. Yeah. And you went, I know he's not going to win the title, but it's nice to at least see him even being considered. Do you think that's the direction they're going to go with with Roman over the next sort of month or so? I do actually, and it's not that really. This probably shouldn't be discussed on a podcast because I have no more words for who I think <laughs> could be the perfect uh, B show slot in opponent. Um, that is there that was profiled on Sunday at the Survivor Series that will feature on the show that we always acknowledge gets monster reactions, regardless of the fact that, what, just three months ago, he was looked doomed mm. to a spot in the 24-7 division. I look at Jeff Hardy's reactions and I look at his legacy as a WWE wrestler and I think he would be perfect for Roman Reigns. I don't know potentially how you get there. You do sort of have to pull this out of thin air, but that hasn't stopped them in the past. No. And... You could even say that you could transition into Jeff Hardy from the back of a not-yet-quite-finished feud between um, the Bloodline and the, the New Day. Yes, I think you're right. I think there's not going to be a day-one six-man anymore. But Kofi and Woods didn't exactly get any form of redemption. No, exactly. Biggie lost. So there is no <clears throat> there is yet no yet 
a fight back from the New Day. You might get that this week, and that might allow Roman to finish his business properly mm. and formally and then free him up for, for somebody else. In terms of uh, the women's champion, obviously Charlotte Flair defeated by Becky in arguably the match of the night mm. uh, on Sunday. Tony Storm has been in and, <clears throat> in and around uh, this for the last few weeks. Is she the next challenger to Charlotte Flair for you? Seems that way. They um, <clears throat> made a point in the uh, Women's Survivor Series match of giving something to Tony Storm and Liv Morgan before they took those things away with yes. eliminations. And if you look at it now, with Liv Morgan set to challenge Becky Lynch, it feels like the same gears were in place with Tony Storm. I don't mind this at all. Tony Storm has been an underutilized, I won't say underrated because everyone knows how great she is, but an underutilized figure in WWE and indeed NXT for probably the better part of a year now. Um, can absolutely hang in ring. This division is in need of some bangers, really in need of some quality action. There's not been enough just really great pro wrestling action. Two of the other great workers in this division are Shayna Baszler and Naomi, and they've been confined to a very, very storyline-heavy situation with the Sonya Deville stuff. Mm. So you're not seeing these classic matches emanating out of them. You stand the chance of getting that with Charlotte and Tony Storm. And let's be honest, Charlotte was no-selling the ramifications of the Becky match as she was leaving it. You know, she was holding the belt over her shoulder with a smile on her face. Whether or not that was a political thing to make sure that nobody looked particularly weak in something that we knew was quite a testy environment. Mm -hmm. She's not going to come out tonight and question herself or her ability for a loss. She'll blame it on a referee missing Becky cheating and then they'll be on to the next one. This Sunday's events sadly just won't have left a mark on Charlotte Flair, I don't think. It's just baffling. I look at this roster now because I was thinking like who else, you know, you you could assume maybe a Sasha Banks being inserted mm. in and around the title picture on one of the big four pay-per-views. Outside of that, I'm looking, going, who else have they got that they can slot in like a Tony Storm as a sort of interim challenger? I don't think Tony Storm is, is going to win the world title yet, although she should do in future. It's threadbare. You know, Leah's not going to get put in there anytime soon. God knows Natalia's done it enough times. Naomi's, like you say, busy with other stuff. Shotzi and Sasha, Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville... And then you've not got Zia Lee on television yet. So it's, it's yeah. sort of, <clears throat> why on earth did they turn Shotzi heel? She would have been a perfect day one challenger. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Tony Storm that she's getting that. But it's just feel a bit, oh, yeah, on a whim of Vince McMahon, basically. It's funny you mentioned Zia Lee, you know. Um, they re-aired her, one of those comic vignettes at the Survivor Which, uh, Series. Yeah, I quite I like that. And it was not something we'd been able to cover because we didn't review SmackDown, obviously, because it rolled into the Survivor Series. But I really like that on SmackDown as well. Um, and I wonder if, like, there is a level of investment, not just financial in making that video, but the idea that they've thought enough about this character. Mm. Some of it's a little bit hackneyed and cliched, but it's WWE, you're going to get that. You know, they're going to sort of often go lowest common denominator. This is above lowest, it's mid common denominator. <laughs> a lot of WWE is mid. Um I wonder genuinely if they've got very, very big plans for Zia Lee. Okay. These vignettes, it's a bit big, they could drop it. They could, this could just not, not happen tonight and we've got to pretend it never, ever happened. But I just, watching that vignette, to me, stuck out as a, wow, that is far more investment than they would give mm. a typical wrestler. Um, it's a backstory. It's so silly. It's very, considering that Zia Lee, who's had enough NXT poisoning of her own of late. This was <laughs> this was a very 2.0 thing to do, but it was presented in such a different fashion for WWE mm. that 
there, there was a, a uniqueness that I haven't felt in a while for one of the one of their kind of new stars, one of the call ups, I guess. I think they've got big plans. I think Zaya Lee, so, yeah. if not a Rumble winner, um, could be a, a WrestleMania title contender. I think they wow. they they want to establish this backstory for her to come in and just wreck people. Like she's going to have a, a first couple of feuds if they can keep her on the track. You know, with it being WWE, that I think are going to establish her as a genuine threat to Charlotte Flair. Whether or not that manifests in the form of a Rumble win to become a Rumble contender, or just the fact that she's the other challenger because somebody else has won the Rumble and is going to challenge Becky or whatever. But yeah, I could I could honestly see them holding off on her to do very very big things. I would put my house on her facing Natalia as one of the first matches. Yeah, but I like I don't particularly think that's. Um, too erroneous. No. Like, they'll have decent matches and Natalia is somebody that you can beat like a drum and it <laughs> won't matter, so, yeah. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Speaking of new stars, we've also got the in-ring debut of Ridge Bloody Holland this week. He was uh, heavily involved in last mm. week's SmackDown, of course. He effectively helped Sheamus win that fatal four-way that put him on the Survivor Series team. Uh, Ridge Holland facing Cesaro tonight. As we mentioned a bit there with Natalia, the perfect first opponent. There's a reason why they always stick someone who they want to do well. A Mansoor, for example, when he's first starting out in the Saudi Arabia shows with Cesaro because he can make someone look brilliant. Now, I don't want Cesaro to just be reduced to enhancing talent again, but it's a hell of a first feud. And it sort of, it actually works quite well with the fact of Ridge's obsession yeah. with Sheamus combined with Cesaro's history with him. Yeah, I love this. I love all of this. Um, Ridge Holland, as you say, that kind of obsession, just how much of a fan he is, trying to get in the middle and be like, you aren't bar. They weren't even my bar. <laughs> um, because he wants to be 
he wants to be in the bar or at least in the pub with Seamus. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I love this, genuinely. We got a certain fondness for Ridge Bloody Holland from um, his days making a success with the very little that was given to him in the mm. dank CWC era <laughs> of NXT. Um, had that suffered that awful injury, of course, just as he was coming up, recovered from that, looked like things were going to happen for him and then everything changed. But this just makes sense. He fits in this. And you're right about the match. That's where we look at it from an analytical point of view rather than a narrative one. What you're going to see here, hopefully, if things go well, is Ridge Holland looking the best he's ever looked en route to gaining the first major win over Cesaro. If it doesn't go to a finish, the idea that eventually they will have a match that will result in Ridge Holland's first win. And Sheamus maybe being forced to decide if he wants to return the favour and return the adoration. Does he want to allow... Does he want to make this admiration from Ridge mutual? Or is there a tighter link with Cesaro from the old days? I, like, I'd, I'm not suggesting this is going to be like, which side will Sheamus pick? It's not that scene from Friends, yeah. end of season three, where Ross has got those two doors mm. and Rachel's in one corner and Bonnie's in the other. <laughs> it's, and then it goes in there. And this analogy works, by the way, because Bonnie is Cesaro because he's completely bald. <laughs> and it's just Sheamus waxing Cesaro's head. And like Ridge has been forced, oh, I don't know which one I want the most. Like... I do think this will come down to Seamus having to make a choice. I don't think it will be this week, but I think they've got something here with him deciding, I'm going to go with this young kid. He's helped me out. I like his moxie, and I like the fact that he loves me. I think it'll play to Seamus' ego. And, and yeah, more great matches. Rich a real talent, isn't he? I think so. I think he's, um, I mean, look at him. Yes. He'll get plenty of goals. Um the raw materials are absolutely there to be moulded, and there are a few better moulders than yeah. a Cesaro. Yeah, really looking forward to this one, actually. Uh, also looking forward to two of the best friends in WWE, inseparable, some might say. Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> They're taking on Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss and giving one or both of Drew and Jeff something to do for a few weeks. Yeah. Keeping I, Drew busy maybe until the Rumble, let's say. Ah, uh, yeah. Ooh. There's a lot of... I have a lot of nervousness around this match for a few reasons. I don't want... Um, I've quite enjoyed Drew McIntyre challenging all of SmackDown to come and just allow himself to prove that he's clearly the one that should be fighting Roman Reigns. I've quite enjoyed this little run that he's been on. What I don't want is for that to be stymied by a one-month feud with Baron Corbin. I understand that you need sometimes to give somebody an opponent to get them from A to B. In this case, it's probably to get Drew past day one, probably. Yeah. In order to, as you say, probably team up for a rumble feud with Roman. I hope it's not with Corbin. I don't need I don't need Corbin to be the guy that keeps coming up and hassling Drew. I don't need Madcap Moss to wear a kilt and do a brave I'm heart. Ju- I was just trying to think of something. I was about to Google Scotsman jokes for uh, Madcap yeah, Moss. Like, and all I could think of was how did the Scotsman plead? when accused of exposure, indecent exposure, guilty. Uh, yeah, I mean... That's what's going to happen. They're listening. So that's just made it into the list for tonight's joke, but there'll be one the week after. I'm also extremely concerned for the health and well-being of a certain section of the audience that has campaigned loud and long for the return of Say goodbye <laughs> to your favourite guy alongside their previous success story, which was seeing the riding on a wall. <laughs> Those two men coming together at the same time. If Jeff comes out to his theme, will that fan base think, is tonight going to be the night where we say goodbye? Like, I don't know if 
that's going to like spark something in them. Look, I'm guilty of this in other ways. When Randy Orton came out in white at WrestleMania, I felt like I had to assemble an army of people that had waited a decade for it. Like, I understand these strange little fascinations that you get about your wrestling. But um, I, I think uh, when Jeff's music plays, that's going to that's gonna just light a little flame, light a little torch in people that love that Drew McIntyre. Especially because we've just recently had videos where we've seen 2009 Drew. Those videos that they've been airing again was like, I was a failure. I sucked. And mm. I came back and now I'm not oh, <laughs> the human ruthless aggression guy. I used to suck and now I don't suck no more. <laughs> um, aye, they'll win. But I, my concern is that we're getting Drew and Baron for a month. What did the Scottish man say oh, God. when the bartender took his pint away? Where did my Glasgow? Ooh. There you go. Andy Murray is on annual leave today and it is today that you pick... Don't snitch. Oh, oh God, for... yeah. Oh, I wish Ooh, I'm... Daddy, he's been saying <laughs> Daddy, Daddy. He is enjoying a day off, and you've chosen today to... Uh... Violence. I've chosen violence you've today. Cho- Look, uh, let's just pour one out right now for our boys, William Wallace and Rob Roy. Love those two. In fact, I've seen, uh, you might call it a Snyder cut of uh, a Braveheart. It was uh, cutting room floor stuff where the two of them, well, I don't know if this makes sense, it's got an history, I don't know the name. <laughs> I like the alliteration, like Vince. Um, William Wallace and Rob Roy walking away from the battlefield. I don't know if they fought with the English or something, I don't care. Um, and they're walking away, it's like toasting a job well done. But Rob, yeah, I'm not very good at the accents. Rob, your leg looks sore. Yeah, carry on my shoulders. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, William, I appreciate that. It's like, uh, I'm not great with a piggyback. My arms are quite sore. And he's like, no bother, Rob. Get on my shoulders. All the way up. All the way up. Like when we were at tea in the park. Last time we were watching Glass Vegas. I'll put you on my shoulders. BBC cameras caught you. Get up there. It's like, aye, class. So walking away from the battlefield, it's like, electric chair on the grass. <laughs> and that was how the war was won at the end of Braveheart. So I, think that's, I think that's right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay much attention in history. It was like that post credit scene they do. You know, like where he's like, oh, this is a real ending. Freedom! <laughs> See you next time for Braveheart 2. Final question in this very serious uh, SmackDown preview podcast. Sorry, sorry to Scottish. Like, I, I don't know how offensive that was. Like, I am so ignorant to that sort of thing that I don't know for our Scottish listeners how bad that was. So it's not just like, don't grass Wilborn up to Andy Murray. Like, I'm no grass. Don't grass me up to Drew Mac. He might claim all my head off. I don't know what the apologies, Scottish listeners. This is this is what it's like to be you in it. Like, I'm walking out of the street and being like, what have I done? Great in it. Just a silly voice. What, if was, what, what damage might that have just caused? Uh, final question for you, Michael Hamlet. How will Naomi get screwed this week? Oh, God, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Last week was was jaw-dropping because you think you pointed it out. Sid just definitely mentioned it. I mean, that referee's reputation is ruined forever. The quick count on that tag what match. What was that, man? And then, you know, it's obviously Sonya Deville, but she no-sells and says, I don't know what you're talking about. I never offered you a bribe to do that. But... There's clearly a, a mandate to, to screw Naomi, whether it be in handicap matches or, you know, with certain stipulations or bent referees. Horrendous. Horrendous, this. Um, Grizzard and Vets on NXT 2.0, right. Anyone just can come in and referee, <laughs> apparently. Uh, they don't think about how much this potentially discredits um, somebody. Referees are vital in pro wrestling. The integrity of the referee. I, yes, I know they all get knocked out and they all have to sell for a long time and, oh, they miss this and they miss that. We accept that as part of the show, but fundamentally, 
the idea is they should be there to count the three and enforce a certain framework. You know, it's if a heel distracts, that's them trying to pull a referee away from the framework. This suggests, why bother cheating the old-fashioned way? Why would Madcap Moss try and distract the referee with a bit of patter, a mm. bit of a joke, when he can just slip a 50 in the top pocket? That's... Becomes the question. We know wrestlers are pretty well paid. We know that Baron Corbin is a moneyed guy. Exactly. So why doesn't he just pay the refs off? Because apparently that's how easy they'll take the bribe. They've not thought about anywhere near enough the sort of far-reaching ramifications of this. And but they'll ask us to forget, and what we'll do, we'll just forget. We'll just uh, we'll just wax our smoothie brains, and we'll just forget all about it and pretend it's never happened. So this week, um, how can Sonya Deville screw with? Naomi. Go on. Make a dress as a turkey because it's around Thanksgiving. Yep. I'll change your gear. You're dressing as a turkey this week. And, yeah. then and then a few weeks later, she'll snap finally and they'll be like, ooh, she's serious now. Like when they put Goldberg in a blonde wing and went, yeah, but he's a killer. Let's not forget. You say that, right? You say the Goldberg example. I was just thinking of another one. Like Bruce Pritchard, Naomi's going to be backstage being like, to somebody, anybody, a fucking turkey. Are you kidding me? A turkey. And then Bruce Pritchard's going to come and be like, let me just show you something, Naomi. And he's going to pull out footage of his phone. And he's going to show her the times when TNA did it to AJ Styles. And you're like, did this damage AJ Styles? <laughs> exactly. I'll see you out there. Answer the question, Bruce. Is yes, it absolutely did. He was the best wrestler in the world, and that was why he left the company. But, like, because <laughs> they made him dress as a turkey, and they didn't pay him enough. And he went and actually just became the best wrestler in the world version of the phenomenal AJ and Styles. And if this isn't the thing that makes her snap and just join the bloodline, as everyone seems to be campaigning for online, something later down the line is going to be minuscule in comparison. It's, I, if not a turkey, if not a turkey, Sonia Deville is like, Naomi, water under the bridge. I realise that I need you. Bad night for SmackDown. Should have used you. Mm. My bad. My bad. Very important job for you tonight. Need you to take this. And it's just like a package or something. Need you to take this to uh, room 426. You'll understand when you get there. And it, it could even be, like uh, such a neatly presented thing that Naomi wonders if it's like a, a belt or a, a title shot. And Naomi's like, why? And Sonny goes, look, do this for me and we're even. I apologize. And next week, you and Charlotte Flair, I just got this one task for you. And she gets to the room. She can hear commotion. She's like, what has she got me into? Opens the door. Pie in the face. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving food fight and we never find out who did it. Just like Kevin Owens. And then next week, she's like, well, I got a pie in the face. Can I have a title shot? And Sonny Deville's like, you didn't read the small print. And there's a contract that says the bottom. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> or one thing that may actually happen is Naomi says to, to her, I would have won Survivor Series 4. And she's like, you really think you could have won it? For, I mean, you did pretty well. We had a four-on-one advantage at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could have won it. Puts her in a four-on-one match. Yeah. I don't know if there's four women, but I'm sure we can find four It'll kick the crap out of Naomi for her. Because we haven't really found an excuse. Can we play Mystery Smackdown Superstar? And can we use our game to decide who Sonya Deville is going to position against Naomi? Okay. Turns out like somebody's in the pocket of the authority. Yeah, good idea. I Excellent. mean, we, we've gone through the entire women's roster, so it's probably not going to be one of them. But Fine, that's okay. Time for an agenda match on WWE. People still campaigning for it online. This so. game defies gender politics. Quite right. It defies... Active wrestlers, quite frankly. <laughs> and we, and it's never been wrong, has it? Never. Every time. We remember when um, Kayla took out Brock Lesnar? Like, every time this game has actually manifested itself on the Billion Dollar Wrestling Show that night, because we know they're listening, and they listen, they tune in every week, 
because they want to get that like spin the wheel, make the deal vibe, mm. that element of surprise, and we're here to supply that with them. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, number between one and four. Well, the sound goes complete, so we'll go with number two. This actually, <laughs> unbelievably, okay. works quite well. Sonny Deville's heavy against Naomi is... Sammy Zayn. Oh, brilliant. Because he's like, yeah, I got screwed out of <laughs> all this. Brilliant. I should have been in Survivor Series as well. Yeah. We Any. stumbled in. This is, w, this is what WWE does sometimes. We stumbled into good booking. He throws the pie in the face, and it turned out it was him that did it to Kevin Owens. Oh! D- Jackpot. Right, let us know your thoughts. We need like a, like, you know, in like Wolf of Wall Street, I think, where they've got like a bell or a klaxon when a sale's made. Yeah. We need like a sort of great podcast moment noise <laughs> or something like that. Get something added to your soundboard where we could. Hang, Hang on. Let me see if this works. Egg. There we go. <laughs> Egg. Egg. Uh, right, well, let us know your thoughts. It's not going to get any better than this. Uh, ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, we'll be reviewing SmackDown on Monday. Of course, we've got the Rampage preview to come later on today and a very special episode of WrestleCulture this afternoon as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamflit. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.